you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Manning on a play fake, rolls right, throws for Ingram. He's got it at the five. He reaches for the pylon. Touchdown, Giants. What a job by Ingram as he extended the football out as he was about to get hit. So Ingram says, hey, if your tight end can score, I'll try it too. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, Evan Ingram scoring a touchdown last year. He figures to loom even larger in 2019. The Giants tight end coming up in just a couple of minutes here. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Are you over the moon? I am very excited to to hear uh, my boy Evan Ingram. What if he does not instill you with increased confidence by the end of the conversation? Uh, I mean, you know how the players, their whole thing is just no matter what happens to their team, if they have zero talent, they'll be like, we're ready. We're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, yeah, that's I true. This is the time of year. There's no what, what there's no player you could find in the month of April. Be like, yeah, I don't know. Right. We'll be lucky to get to eight. But I will say for him, though, he he's in a strange position because when Odell was not on the field is when he kind of soared. He took off. His numbers were great. So I think. He won't admit this, but deep down, he's like, oh, now it's my time to shine. So I think he's probably extra confident. Well, I mean, the only thing that's limited him so far is uh, the availability. He's gotten uh, hurt a couple of times. But if he's right, I really think, especially as constructed the New York Giants going into this season with Saquon back there and the play action that, that he provides, and then you have the so-called possession receiver guys, although I think Sterling Shepard's being slept on a little bit there and Golden Tate is so dangerous at the line of scrimmage. If you get him the ball, he can out quick. Yeah, obviously it's a weird paradox that he's not, he doesn't have high end deep ball speed, but he can smoke you if you get him the ball in space. Um, And I think Evan Ingram, given 
uh, that formula, he could be the Vernon Davis. If you remember Vernon Davis seven, eight years ago, what he was to that Niners offense, he was the guy who was destroying teams up the seam. I think Evan Ingram has the speed to do that and uh, the ability to do that. So I look forward to seeing what he what he does. I think he's the big X factor for uh, for the Giants this season. And I don't think they're going to be an I don't think they're going to be a bum team this year. Another team that is kind of similar to them is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, not just because the Roonies and the Mars are old school owners and not just because the two starting quarterbacks were drafted in 2004 and have two Super Bowl victories. Well, actually, there are a lot of similarities now that I'm starting to say it's like that Lincoln and Kennedy thing. Um, And oh, here's another one for you. They both they both lost uh, high end number one wide receivers as we now go into this draft and uh, so it was a great treat before we get Evan Ingram showing up here in just a few you you get at least one question spaghetti we'll see how much time we have with Evan when he shows but in the meantime you know by the way Evan is one of those names add that one to the list of um, of people it's a it's a regular name like Glenn Kevin Gary Linda Karen and now Evan these are names that you know people who have these names but no one in the 21st century has been given that name true a baby born in the year 2000 or or beyond has that name you are very good at the uh the weird name for a baby list those those names sound like you have to just skip right to the age of 35 to yeah to have that name right I agree Anyway, maybe that's something you can ask Evan about. In the meantime, it was a great treat uh, a couple days ago to catch up with uh, one of the, I think, more unheralded uh, great 2018 seasons. Joe Hayden was dynamite there in the secondary. The secondary overall may not have performed gangbusters, but that was not on Joe Hayden. He was terrific. A great leader if Pittsburgh Steelers fans are wondering about whether or not they're going to have the appropriate level of leadership in the locker room. We talk about that and a whole bunch of other things with the great and delightful Joe Hayden. Dave Damashek. All right, I'm very excited about this. Look who's seated in my immediate left, everybody. It's number 23. It's black and gold these days. It's no longer brown and orange or whatever that I don't know what's going on with that team. I've heard they've made some changes. Hey, uh, yeah. we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, yes. represented by Joe Hayden. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. How are you? Well, you know, I just dipped into fashion, first of all. That, uh, oh, it's a nice little timepiece. That piece. watch. Thank you. A timepiece, you call I it. I the timepiece. And, uh, and you just left band practice on your way up here? <laughs> or a ball main blazer. It's very handsome. Thank you. I just think that this is a, the, uh, the latest example of, I see a lot of football guys wear items that if I wore, people would point and laugh, but somehow you make it look cool. You know, I, uh, I think it's a little, it's a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't look too bad in it. No, I'd look silly. If it. I had you if, you, if we were together wearing it, then we would look good. Well, well, like one like where where you have the left arm and I have the right arm, and no, it's like no, a, no, you just have another one like this. Oh, if we were together, we were together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Let's do that <laughs> next time. That's what we're gonna do. Meantime, uh, I I don't mean to take a hard right turn here, but I want to talk about your reaction first of all. Um, you know, I think it's wonderful stuff that you do uh, with uh, with your brother with Special Olympics and everything else. I know you were just in Dubai. What are your thoughts on the on the news that we're hearing that it might be defunded or at least it's been uh, suggested? Yeah. Um, just the thought of it hurt. You know, um, I was out there in Abu Dhabi with those kids doing the um, World Games, and 
it was just it was amazing. You know, just the just them being out there playing these sports and showing how much how much passion they have. And it's not about winning or losing. It's about just being out there, having an opportunity to play games, having an opportunity to have their peers watch them play, having having mm-hmm. opportunity people to cheer for them. So they're already living a tougher life than you can ever imagine. My little brother, he can't talk. You know what I'm saying? He's been living through his whole life not being able to speak. So um, he's been supporting me. I have four younger brothers, and three of them play college ball, and Jacob was our biggest fan. He's at mm. every single game and just so happy and so excited. So when we can go to his track and field events, his bocce ball events, and just give him his participation trophy. He doesn't even have to win gold, silver, or bronze, but he's up there standing on the podium just excited as he could ever be. And to see those kids and that, to want to take that away from him, mm. I can't understand. I just feel like that's just mean. Uh, just, uh, but uh, on your side and the way you describe it, uh, it is wonderful stuff. And is that how you then became an ambassador to use your platform to give your brother a voice then? That's exactly what we did, it, man. Um, I became a global ambassador in 2015. And uh, just being able to go to these events, going to these world games, I walked out with uh, New Zealand and as for the for the opening ceremony and it was so crazy like they literally were just running through so hype and it's their olympics Mm -hmm. so um just being there just really could touch my heart and uh I get more out of it going there than they than they do. So it's hmm. just I do it for my I I do it for my for a feel good feeling. So um I just yeah it just it just hurt well, uh, well, good for you and the and the great work you're doing, and uh, good for Jacob uh, having a good time yeah. going out there. Was I, I assume he was in Dubai oh, yeah. with you? Jake yeah. was in Dubai with me. Wonderful, it was, it was a blast. Now let's talk about. You mentioned that you have an athletic career of yeah. your own, and uh, I don't know if you've heard, but since the last time you wore that uniform, there have been some changes on that team. Where do you sit with the with the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers in? The calendar year 2019, in January, you might have heard Tom Brady, who went on to win the Super Bowl, was doing a lot of this, no one believes in us mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I found it a little fraudulent. Good news for you. I think there are a lot of doubters right now about the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I, and I feel like the same way. Um, I think that Pittsburgh has never really been an underdog. They've mm-hmm. always been the guys of the division that people look up to. People want to be that team. Because um, when I was in Cleveland, we would always see there, we got to beat the Steelers, we got to beat the Steelers. And now just... Having, we have so much talent still on the team that now with them being the underdogs and us being able to come from people not really expecting us to do anything, uh, I think that's going to be a it's a different different place to be in. But at the same time, I think that it's going to bring the best out of everybody that we have on our squad. Where do you come down on this idea? I've been kind of pushing back, you know, from a, a fan's perspective, but also bouncing off of pro football players over the years. It seems to me that we've gone in this direction where it's been decided that if your quarterback is not the greatest leader of men, like something off the silver screen, then your team can't do well. And that's not to diminish Roethlisberger. A lot of people have stepped up to uh, to vouch for what he does for individual teammates. But Marquise Pouncey, and I've even spoken directly with Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. I Do the steel uh, from where you sit, do the, does the Steelers locker room lack for leadership? I, not, not at all. Not at all. I feel like we have really, really good leaders on our team. Um, ben being one, Pouncey obviously being one, Cam Hayward being one, myself being one. Mm-hmm. I think at the same time, you have a lot of individuals that, I mean, are, you can't be, everybody's not going to be best friends. Everybody's not going to sure. be, you know what I'm saying, buddy, buddy. So um, when you have guys that have big personalities and have to, you have to form and try to make friendships, um, people are going to feel certain type of ways. But at the end of the day, you got to go out there, you got to handle business, and you got to get the job done. So I've been on teams where 
I cannot understand. Going into a game with Big Ben, I'm so excited. I feel like we can mm. win every single game that we go into with him. So, um, I mean, I, I've been on the other side. So that's all I can say with him. And I'm just, I'm super happy that he's still on our team. And uh, I know that we have a chance. Since that late December game um, in Heinz Field, have you been in touch with uh, any of the teammates, with Coach Tomlin or otherwise? Uh, yeah, I've been in touch with I've been in touch with basically a little bit of everybody. I've talked to Cam, uh, talked to AB, uh, talked to Juju, hmm. um, talked to uh, Terrell Edmonds. You know, all all of my young guys that are mm-hmm. other DBs, and um, you know, just those those are my dudes, man. Bud Dupree, everybody. So um, I think we're really really excited. Uh, the guys are still on the squad, ready to go. We're just feeling like we got a lot to prove. It is very interesting the vibe that has already presented itself here in spring, and I can't wait to see with the draft and and the run up to the season what sort of attitude the Steelers. And then of course come September, I can't wait to see what you put out on the field. But as you mentioned, it's not as though you guys are devoid of talent in no. uh, on the banks of the Three Rivers, there, right? No, not at all. But we have we're, we're flooded with talent still. Now I want to go back to at the. Um, uh, at the Super Bowl, I caught up with one Cam Jordan, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saint. Yes. And I said, are you uh, okay with what happened in the NFC title game? And he said, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I'm moving past it, but, you know, I'd rather be here. And I said, you know, you got to tell the people in New Orleans. Yeah, maybe that call didn't go your way that uh, in that game. But there was a game a few weeks prior to that one in New Orleans, the same stadium that went against well, two calls. So it went against yeah. uh, one Joe Hayden that might have changed the entire landscape of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to show you this. Eddie Spaghetti, if you would. Let's show show our dear guest here a play. Fourth and two, two minutes to go. The Steelers about to pull off the impossible a week after defeating the mighty Patriots. They go into New Orleans and are about to vanquish the team in line to be the number one seed. Drew Brees throws it. Oh my! Ball gets tipped at the line by Cam Hayward. And Joe Hayden ah, barely puts a hand on the on, on Michael Thomas's back. Your emotions when you when you uh, see that play. Beside myself. How about not even looking back in the moment? As much as you can visit, did you feel like this was our moment? Coach Tomlin challenged us to step to step up after the Raiders' loss and do the impossible, beat the Patriots and the Saints back-to-back weeks, and you had done it, essentially. Did you feel that in the moment that you knocked that ball down? We did it. I felt like we did, you know, mm-hmm. but um, playing corner, playing DB, I did. We, we, we're, we were handsy. We're on the line. Michael Thomas is a physical dude, so we're battling. So I'm thinking this is this is combat. You know, this is within the five yards where we're getting hands on each other. Um, but, you know, it – being a DB, it is what it is, and I've always understood that you're not really going to get those calls. They want you to play with your arms behind your back. But um, it, the league has just changed so much by just you can't hand fight, you can't do any of those things. So you got to want to play with your feet, and uh, it sucks. And, and I just was always trying to – got to just try to make a play. I like to I like to play what if when it uh, comes to the NFL. What mm. if this had gone that way? How would it have affected uh, the near future? Mm. I say – that if that play stands, that that is a, a Steelers victory there, that then everybody on the plane from New Orleans back to Pittsburgh is feeling good. We did it. We, mm-hmm. we, we rose to the occasion, backs to the wall collectively. We're on our way to the playoffs, assuming a victory against Cincy next week. And we are not just in the playoffs, but we have now taken on the, uh, the mythical, the team no one wants to play because mm-hmm. we've just beaten two of the very best in the league. I say then there's no discord in practice. I think that you guys go into the playoffs and whatever happens there happens. Ergo, I think Antonio Brown is still a stealer. How do you how do you respond to that? 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, I'm t- I'm doing a lot of what know, if extrapolation it. it's, here. It's a lot. That was a great. That was a great. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> that would be so sweet if that would happen. But you know, it's it is what it is, man. Like uh, this business is crazy, and I I definitely feel like um we were on the right path, and it it definitely switched up the whole season for us. That's all I could I guess say. It, it it has taken on a weird narrative. Um, in retrospect, because as I keep pointing out, you know, James Conner gets hurt in that Chargers game. Um, and if, you know, you guys get into the playoffs and you have with imbued with the confidence of defeating the Patriots once, was there an attitude? Was there a vibe that we're catching fire right now? And we are going to be, we're not just going to make the playoffs, but we're not just trying to survive the regular season to get to the postseason, but we're in a position to really make some hay if we get there. Oh, 1000%. You know, when we played, when we played New England and we saw our end of our schedule was the, mm-hmm. the top three teams in the NFL. So we were looking at it like, man, we can beat them. We can beat anybody. All we got to do is get into the dance and we can beat any team. So like you said, when we beat New England, then we were ready to beat the Saints. And like you said, that would happen. We were we, we were feeling it because those are the teams that we were like, all right, bet. No matter what happens, no matter how bad our season's been going, we got the Patriots, we got the Saints. Like, do what we got to do and whatever happens, happens. Um, does Kevin Co- – well, actually, before I, I mentioned that Chargers game, it makes me uh, – reminds me of this. Towards the end of the third quarter, Joe Hayden intercepts the ball. Gets smacked. And then, and then uh, you know, it gets broken <laughs> up by an opponent. Wait, no, it wasn't an opponent. It was Sean Davis. What did? What have you said to Sean Davis about that? Man, that's my dude. And I saw when he was watching the tape, he just tried to break on the sure. ball. He just broke on it. And I know he meant no harm, but uh, it's just – wrong place wrong time I was just like I just wish you would have had a worse break this time just break the other way you know mm-hmm. but I mean he you know he didn't he mean no harm so no. That's, why, that's that's my guy my Maryland Maryland native we're from the same state so that's my that's one it's, of my it really is to me and I know a lot of people say ah oh, you your record is what uh, you are what your record says you are and you can't play like a couple plays here and there but have you ever been a part of a season like that where you can really there are a couple of kicks, a couple of turnovers here and there where the story is completely different? I'm t- literally with the Browns. We could have won 10 games by a, by a one play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely it, it's it's a game of inches. It's one play here, one play there when you could literally change an entire season. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I don't want just because I'm a fan and I still live in, the, you know, the recent past. You can't do that. It's time for 2019. Yes. Last question. Has Kevin Colbert asked you, what do you think we need, Joe? Or if he did, what would you say? We need X in, in uh, on our roster. Mm. Our roster, we're, we're very, very talented. I think one mm. thing, um, uh, and this is never, I'm never trying to knock anybody in the positions, but losing Ryan Shazier was a really, really big thing. I agree um, with that. He's sideline to sideline. He was one of the best linebackers in the league. He was going to be one of the highest paid linebackers in the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, his ability goes without saying. He was literally a coach on the field. He knows the defenses better than anybody else I would say him and uh, William Gay were two of the smartest players I've ever played with as far as just understanding the defense knowing what everybody does and why they do it and his passion that boy Shazier was going out there head on fire out there running sideline to sideline smacking people making plays forcing turnovers so um that was one 
player one piece that uh, if we can get another Shazier, that'd be that'd be sweet. I hear you, and uh, I've come across few guys sweeter than Ryan Shazier, who anytime I tried to engage him in football conversation, preferred to talk about his uh, his little kid and uh, and uh, what he had going on at home. A wonderful Great. guy, and I, they say don't meet your heroes. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, I know that uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you because uh, it's nice to to see that the Steelers have some nice guys oh, uh, in that locker room. And as a matter of fact, I know that they're lousy with them after meeting so many <laughs> Cam Hayward and everybody else. I have a good reason to root for you not just because i've rooted for you my whole life go thank get them you, in 2019 you, shock you. the world the browns right cut it off it's ridiculous dave boy oh boy spaghetti rare has there been such a sweet guy seated next to me is joe hayden the work he does off the field is great he was uh, awesome to us in studio and uh you know one of the best cornerbacks of at least my generation of recent time it, it was really funny to uh well not really f- funny for for you and him to watch that, that pass interference play but to see him be locked in and then just kind of his emotions just drop and just like relive that uh it was it was actually for me to watch from a distance was quite uh funny i don't like going into those places emotionally i don't like taking joe into those dark corners of uh of recent history felt i had to do it yeah it still definitely bothers him too like he was really rocked to the core by that play and he was like whispering he was like oh man i was like (laughs) we actually triggered him for that with that play well i didn't like it either now let's move on from the banks of the three rivers a i think it's about a five hour drive to uh to manhattan and uh and kibitz with what could be a breakout year in year three? He's already shown signs of being able to carry that load. He's going to get a lot of targets from Eli Manning this year. Here he comes, Evan Ingram. Oh, that's Dave Damashek. I mean, yes, we talk game of football, but we also talk game of life. And one of the key aspects in 2019, right here and now, is Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We're talking with the tight end from the New York football giants. It's Evan Ingram. What's happening, fella? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm fine. So well, let's just go right to it. I, I like to generally warm up a little bit, but let's get right to uh, the hot take. Who gets the throne when it's all said and done? I need to get up there. I you? Need, I need yeah, but what are you talking about? I need to get on. I need to get on Game of Thrones. That's what we're talking about, right? Well, Joey Bosa is has made a cameo on it. Now Evan Ingram thinks he deserves to really Look, they, be one of the finalists for the need, throne. I, I'm not asking for a big role. I'm not asking for a lot of lines. Like they just need. Okay. I just want to be in like a pan shot. Like I'm battlefield. My hair flowing, going crazy. Yeah. And I just want people to say, was that Evan Ingram right there? That would be. I like that. I think that that's all uh, I need. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need a lot of lines. You know, just put me in the do this me for a, me. Then. Like say like scene. say like say what you like. The, what they say all the time is they talk about strawberries. I don't know why, but they talk about don't play at war. They always say that line. Give me that line in your best Game of Thrones character voice. Don't, don't play, play at war, boy. Don't play at war. Okay, you know what? Not bad. Not bad. Then they also, they don't say strawberry. They say strawberry. Strawberry. Okay, okay. There's something to work with. I mean, I'm not. Come on now. And that's just, that's just off the road. I wasn't pressing that. Yeah, right. No, this is, yeah. That was all fresh. 
That's good. Okay, listen. That's pretty I, good. Come on, man. I, here's what we'll maybe make some time for Game of Thrones. We do have our Game of Game of Thrones fantasy league coming up, uh, and we're going to be drafting. If you'd like a, a piece of that, you're more than welcome to join us. I actually, I'm actually thinking about doing a fantasy team this year. I've not done a fantasy team a in football? the past two years. Yeah. Well, we did not. I'm telling you, we do a Game of Thrones. I'm not. Uh, I'm not playing games with you. Wait, like that with the characters? Yeah. So yeah. was like whoever like kills or whoever whoever's like last man standing. Or? Yeah, if there's a if there's a if there happens to be some nudity, you know, sharing of beds, you get points for that. You know, you I just get, want I just want little uh, Ty, Tyranian the the Tyrion yeah Tyrion Tyrion yeah. So if he's on my team, what am I what, what am I going to get out of that? Like, well, I I mean, he sometimes he doesn't kill a lot of people, but he gives a lot of orders to kill people, and he's very clever. So that's kind of like. It's like ahead of everybody. That's that's maybe in a way. And he's and there's a couple of scenes in the last couple of seasons. He's he's got a little prospect. Wait, killed the king. He killed his own father. That was worth a lot of points. I think he gets killed. I just want you to tell. I, I want to tell you that in advance. That's that's so is my. That, is that like a turnover uh, points wise for on, you lose the points if you get okay. killed? Yeah, that's not good. So you're gonna do a fantasy football league this year? I'm, I'm, I might do it. I might do it. My friends, they since high school, they always do a league. Um, and I've kind of just kind of not done it the past two years because I thought it would be kind of weird. But I'm, Do you get I'm, mad at your friends if they don't draft you? If they take – like, well, come on, Evan, you're great, but Travis Kelsey was sitting there. Uh, no, they actually kind of make fun of me because I think this past year I was traded like maybe three or four times throughout <laughs> the league. Like they were just <laughs> running me through the mud. So um, they kind of were, were some were, were kind of mean about it, but – uh, I think I'm gonna get in there this year and just take myself, so I don't have to do. So you would take, so you'll take yourself, but will you take Eli Manning? Uh, I would take me first. Um, I take me first round and then over Saquon, even. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, Saquon second round. He might be gone by the time you. He's probably gonna be gone, but it's okay. It's okay. I, I would take me, then Eli, and then the field. I mean, I don't know that there's really a, a greater show of confidence than drafting oneself in the first round. Well, like I said, they were trading me around last year. Like, like they were just running me through the mud, and I, I, I didn't like that. So I'm, I'm going to draft myself. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the goal is to put up as many points as possible. going to have healthy season and, and hopefully and praying for a lot of success, which I'm working for. So um, I'm, I'm going to take that shot. And it'll be the, might right. be the GM of the year. I, one of the greatest calls. I, at minimum, I would like to check back in with you after the fantasy season and see how it all shook out. That's what I'd like to okay. know. In the meantime, as you sort of allude to there, um, there have been some changes with uh, with the Giants. When you left the field in late December versus uh, right now, some guys have left, some guys have been added, and a lot of indications are that Evan Ingram is going to be expected to carry more of the load. Two years ago, when you got drafted, Brandon Marshall was yep. there. Odell Beckham was there. People were talking about this is the best receiving core in all of football. Two years later, things have been shaken up significantly. Yeah, um, definitely some changes. Uh, a lot, of, all those things are out of my control, um, and, and uh, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a, a new look, um, a new look team, a new locker room, and uh, but it's. 
it's just it's just a huge opportunity for a lot of people in that in that building, and uh, just the mentality of the guys I know that are in there, the mentality of, of our coaching staff and and where we're trying to go as a team. Uh, I I can't be more excited about it, and uh, definitely a lot of changes, a lot of new faces, and, and going to even be even more faces after this this thing that's going to be happening in a couple weeks. I heard about that. Um, so it's gonna it's I'm excited for it. Um, kind of get a clean slate, first year, everybody's healthy. Uh, we get to go to work uh, actually couple days actually we get back um start otas and stuff have you talked with the coaching staff is there any indication that you might uh be not in line as much anymore and sort of split out is this a question for your fantasy league and well in part in part yes in part okay uh but actually no um we haven't really gotten into all that uh that's all going to be addressed and stuff when we report and so uh but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I'm asked um, and, uh, and and try to attack it as hard as I can. So, um, obviously, uh, there's there's more opportunities um, in there. And, honestly, I like I like being in line. Uh, you kind of get matched up on more linebackers that way, and, and I'm really excited when I get that match. I, it, it makes sense, and it seems like Gettleman has indicated that he wants to go heavy and he wants to try and ride Saquon a little bit in year two there. And with Tate – and uh, with Sterling Shepard, who's no slouch himself, it does seem like an interesting well, – I mean, like I say, I, ke- I in fact, even when you're not sitting here, I keep referring to Evan Ingram as the X factor for the Giants this year, at minimum for the offense. Um, where's your confidence level in the guy who's going to be delivering you those passes in 2019? Number 10, Eli Manning. Uh, it's, it's through the roof. It's through the roof. Um, if, you, if you look at the numbers, you look at the tape – um, you look at the, the the last kind of half of our season when our offense turned the corner. Um, when when Eli's protecting in the pocket, he's he's making every single throw. Um, he's he's driving the ball down the field, um, and uh, when we were scoring points, we were having success on the offensive side of the ball, which we haven't had success in really two years, three years before I even got there. It was it was kind of it was kind of shaky. So um, I, I, all my confidence is, is, is through the roof with Eli. Um, and I think, uh, I think we have an opportunity, another, another opportunity to start fresh. And you know, we have a, an offensive line that's improving that got a lot better last year and still has a lot of room to get better. And, uh, and we got playmakers on, on the outside. And we got this kid, number 26, I can't remember his name. Um, Levy and Bell. Oh, no, he's the other New York running back now. Yeah. No, Saquon again. Yeah, Saquon, yeah, that's who Saquon. we were talking about. Um, right. Yeah, he's in our backfield. So um, it's we have a lot of special talent, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's great to have that, that veteran mind and that veteran leadership at, at the quarterback. And um, I, I through the roof, my confidence is through the roof. I, uh, you know, we pointed those pieces and obviously an X factor in how you deploy him is Saquon as well. He's versatile, not unlike you. I think you could really, uh, you know, um, flank out Saquon and let him run routes like he's, uh, you know, like he's another wide receiver. Um, Do you, where do you come down on the idea? You see the Pittsburgh Steelers say goodbye to Antonio Brown, not necessarily by their choice, but the... I've long said that when you look at these teams, the the last 10 or 15 years worth of Super Bowl participants, that while it's a nice luxury piece to have Julio Jones or or Calvin Johnson or Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham and so on, you don't see the guys that have the true legit superstar wide receiver making a lot of those deep playoff runs. Is there something too that if you command that sort of attention, if you demand the ball Mm. on some level that it somehow diminishes the offense overall? Uh, Side note, Walking through the office in here, I've uh, I heard there was a kind of rough day for you when AB got traded. 
listen, we're not I think, here. I think somebody said that they saw. We're not here crying. to talk about. It's been it's been a tough winter and spring. I, I had some high hopes for the 2018 <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Those things didn't I just happen. Throw but that we're out regrouping, there. and no one outside our locker room believes in us right now. <laughs> and we've got that's the, what you want to be though, right? I, I don't know. Stuff. According to everybody who ever wins a championship, no one ever believes in them. It's a weird uh, lack of self-esteem that's plaguing just, pro I sports. Said that, I said that not to make fun of you. I just said that I'm here for you and, and oh. we got to support people out there for you. To, that's uh, nice. Thank that. you. And I think you guys are still going to have a lot of success, so you'll you'll get over it. I mean, I do think there are a lot of similarities <laughs> from ownership on down between the mayors and the Roonies and the way they approach things and uh, the way they team build and the stability and all that yeah, sort of but stuff. No, to, your, to your question, it was a great question, actually. Um, it's, I can see both ways. I can see both ways because when you have those talents and you have um, the Julio Jones, the Odell Beckhams, the Antonio Browns, um, a lot of those names, um, those teams are close. And those teams are, the, the Falcons were, were close. Julio, Julio had a legendary performance in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they were, obviously, that happened. And then you got A.B. pitchers in the playoffs every year. So they're close. Um, but definitely um, it, it, the, a balanced game plan is, is really needed to win championships. You look at the Patriots. Um, they run the ball, and, and they got 12 back there making throws when needed. It's a balanced attack. They play defense. They're champions. So it's it's definitely you kind of have that aspect as, okay, well, we have Julio. We have A.B. We have Odell. We have DeAndre Hopkins. Like, obviously, we got to get them the ball. But it comes down to, honestly, it comes down to how successful is your balanced attack because you have, you, have you have to run the ball to be successful in this league. And the teams that are really successful, they have strong running games. So it is, I, I, whether people like it or not, the Patriots do seem often to be about a half step ahead of other contenders. And it, you saw it, that was not Tom Brady winning those games in December and January as much as it was uh, the youngster Sonny Michelle, and oh, they were riding him. So that is sort of a blueprint. And it's that, not, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't get. It does, I feel like it doesn't get boosted up like that because it's not the glamour obviously mm-hmm. you want to see guys getting dunked on in the end zone and you want to see all the crazy people getting jumped over obviously that's part of the game and you do see those plays um but not a lot of people not a lot of people like to see the the way it gets it done and they don't re- really respect it until the, that team is standing on the stage holding up that trophy well speaking of being on the stage and on the football field and so on there are now two number 26s in yeah. uh, in the same stadium yeah. Uh, is Saquon, do you know if he has any plans to cut a hip-hop album? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't, don't see that happening. Uh, honestly, Saquon can't rap, though. No? Oh, he can? He can. Really? Freestyle off the dome. Really? Elite. Best one in our group. I'm not that good. I try to get in there. We freestyle. I have some good bars here and there, but... Saquon is Saquon's good. Good. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I I don't know if I'm the perfect judge for that. We would have to turn that over to Keenan Allen. What did you think about that? It's a new day, isn't it? I mean, it's a new day where we can have players. It was kind of out of, it was kind of, it was kind of out of pocket, but he did ask, (laughs) was it fire or trash? So like, it was, the tweet was funny. It was, it was kind of, it kind of, it was kind of out of pocket, but 
I mean, he did ask. He it's did. too bad. My only regret is that the Jets and Chargers aren't playing in 2019 because <laughs> now that would have an added uh, uh, an added element. No, nah, yeah, it was, it was it was funny, but I mean, like I said, he asked, so uh, people are gonna have their opinions. So. Hey, real quick, we have a Giants fan behind the glass. There, his name's the Eddie Spaghetti, and uh, he loves you and everything Big Blue. Spaghetti, I want to give you a chance to ask a question here. I just want to say, well, first of all, Evan, great meeting you. No, uh, don't. I mean, it's uh, not to, it's, it's not to make him feel good. I, He's a pro football. I, he feels good already. I um, <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, obviously the Giants being in the in the news a lot this offseason for various reasons, a lot of almost negative news. But in my mind, I think with these two first round picks we have, yeah. we have you know another year under uh, Pat Shermer's offense. I'm like, wait, I think this actually could be really good, even in a tough division. So. Tell me why I'm not crazy thinking the listen, Giants would be a very good team this year. Yeah, listen, the, we're exactly where we want to be. That's that's all I'm going to say. Like, people want to sleep on us. People want to question us. We embrace all that. And I think, um, like you said, another year in the offense, another year in the culture that we're building. Um, and we have a lot of picks that are going to come in. And we our draft class last year was probably the most professional, most game-ready, most mature group of guys that came in that room. The youngest guys in that room were were already natural leaders. So, our front office knows what they're doing when they're when they're scouting these kids and they're they're bringing them in. I say kids like I'm old, uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, we're we're exactly right. We're we're, we're exactly where we want to be. Um, and uh, you, you know you know our fans and obviously you know how passionate. And it's time for us to win games in that city. And I I get and I I tell you this: those games we'd won this year, we had like maybe I think we had a two two week two week game win streak. It's not that much, but it was the most fun that we've had that I've had in a long time. So um, I'm looking forward to getting some more of those. Oh, spaghetti. All right. Fine. That's fine. He boosted. You boosted uh, one Giants fan. All right. I mean, you're going to get out of here, Evan Ingram. <laughs> Last question. Biggest rival in the NFC East? Uh, I go Philly. Really? Not Their fans good. are psycho. <laughs> Poor Carson Wentz, right? Nobody's got more pressure on him than Carson Wentz this season. Look, I've never been on a sideline where you get on the sideline and you see the people that have the sideline passes. You know, they're usually taking pictures and they're they're eating and drinking, having fun. They're ready to fight. <laughs> Warming up next to them, they're ready to fight. That's weird. This guy's going to be on Game of Thrones. You don't want to fight with him. He's going to fight the mountain. Watch for the hair flow in the back. That's when you know it's Ingram. All right. Very nicely done, Evan Ingram. What a pleasure to see you. Good yeah, luck with your you. fantasy team thank and you so your real much. football team in 2019. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. Appreciate it, man. Especially Spaghetti. He's really going to be rooting My guy. for you. <laughs> You're listening to David What'd you think, Spaghetti? He was awesome. He's my vote You liked right now. him? Guess for, guess the football player and guest of the year, without a doubt. He's awesome. Favorite football playing guest. Yeah, I know we're in April. Long way to go. But so he's, biased. He was good. He was good. He was delightful, but he's your favorite guest of the year? He has a great personality. He's into Game of Thrones. He is a huge, huge, huge part of uh, what, what the Giants' success will be uh, this upcoming season. Um, Wait until I, I tell Maurice Jones-Drew about this. Well, Marie, again, you like Maurice him better than Maurice? He's a, I'm talking about guest. The guy comes in once in a while. Maurice is basically a regular. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think who else would be a contender. I mean, Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden was an ultra nice guy. He was great. I, I have to review. I mean, what our, a uh, delightful guy Joe Hayden is, yeah, huh? Yeah, for real. We Both have, delightful we fellas. Had, we had two A-plus guests this episode of Jam Packed. 
Excellent episode indeed. Uh, great work by you, Spaghetti, with that uh, incisive question that you dropped into Ingram's laugh. I la- I, see, Freudian. See, he, he, he did not laugh. He didn't laugh. He gave me a that. great answer. Yes, he did. Uh, nicely done, Spaghetti. All right, we'll be back. Uh, I understand that we'll be paid a visit by one Matt Money Smith, who Finally. we haven't seen in a few weeks now. So yeah. we'll look forward to catching up with him later in the week. In the meantime, make sure you check out Daves of Thunder, available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Lots of good stuff for you. NFL.com slash DDFP, including, but not limited to, we show you some of those plays with Joe Hayden and get his reaction to the Steelers 2018 season. It may be painful for Steelers fans, but you need to expose yourself to it. Take it in. Feel it. It's been a thin slice of hell. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.